Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, we made it to Friday, boys and girls. Uh, it was a long week, as you heard me complain about all week long. So anyway, welcome to the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin, who will join us in just a moment. You got and it right that time. I did it. I, I almost messed up yesterday. I, I fell into the uh, to the Johnny uh, uh, catchphrase of, uh, of mispronouncing your I, name. I think only like one time I just purposely said it wrong just to like, <laughs> just to try to throw you off guard. Other times it just slipped off my tongue wrong and I felt bad. And it was always when Chef Kevin wasn't here, and it was always when we were off air, but... Well, don't jinx us. So I'm trying not to. Uh, we won't do that. Well, do say hello to Johnny Cadillac, a producer extraordinaire, and uh, we're starting our Friday. We're starting your weekend right, as we always do on the Friday Afternoon Club. So uh, coming up just a moment, uh, Kevin will tell us what we're drinking and get this party started. Yeah. But, uh, go ahead, John. So you did yeah. say say hello. And that's usually my yes, time to start this talking. Is, this is your cue. But yeah, yes. no, it, it it has been a long week, but we we finally made it to Friday, and by golly, we are here to have a damn good time all all day long. Uh, here we go. Well, and remember, if you miss anything here on the live version, you can always catch us on your favorite podcast platform anytime anytime you like, and uh, you can always go to klin dot com to also uh, figure out what's going on. Uh, if you miss us. And coming up on Monday's show, uh, our regular Flatwater Free Press with uh, Matthew Hansen, the editor of Flatwater Free Press, uh, Nebraska's very first uh, nonprofit newsroom. And so uh, we'll check in with them, see what they're working on. And uh, joining us in just a few minutes, uh, uh, Chef Rachel McGill uh, from The Dish uh, with some exciting news. Uh, that we're going to share with you uh, here on the Dan Parsons Show on Friday Afternoon Club. Uh, but first, I wanted, uh, this fits in so well with our topic today with Kevin and, uh, and, and with Rachel. So the lead editorial from the Lincoln Journal Star today, uh, Hamilton Concert, shows Lincoln is an entertainment town. And I love what the Journal Star editorial board did with this. Uh, and I'll just read a, 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 a couple uh, paragraphs. Hamilton, the biggest performing arts event ever to come to Lincoln, will conclude its 16-show 16 16 run at the Lead Center for, 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 for Performing Arts uh, this weekend. While the Bluffs show's run is ending, what remains is this fact. Over the past 10 to 15 years, it's clear Entertainment has become an integral part of the capital city's culture, evidenced lately by the successful run of Hamilton at the Lead Center and also a record number of major concerts at Pinewood Bowl and Pinnacle Bank Arena this month. Lincoln is an entertainment town, and if you don't believe it, look at the numbers. So according to the Lead Center, 31,500 tickets have been sold as of Wednesday for Hamilton. Uh, and they go on to talk about uh, some of the concerts uh, that we're attracting. So, Chef, this is a town of entertainment. It is. And I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to live in it, and I'm glad to absorb it and consume it. Yeah. A lot of good, lot of good art and music and culture here. Well, and and not only is it uh, great for us, uh, those of us who live here and call it home, uh, but it's also another economic development tool uh, to attract people to come to this city and build a life right. uh, here. You know, I uh, spent a few days in Chicago and last week before I came home on my trip, and you know, 
immersed in entertainment there and and they were setting up for Lollapalooza. Oh yeah. But you also just had the density of noise and people and traffic that you have to deal with. We don't have to deal with that yeah. here. We got a lot of yeah. wide open spaces yeah. and, and someone asked me about uh, you know what what's what do you like about Nebraska? I said, I like the wide open spaces here that you can get out and move around and not feel uh not feel cooped up. The uh, Journal Star editorial. Meanwhile, by the time September comes around, Pinewood Bowl and Pinnacle Bank Arena will have combined to host 11 major concerts, nine of those at Pioneers Park uh, Amphitheater. And uh, so, yeah, we are an entertainment town. Before what, we bring Rachel on, uh, Shaft, what are we drinking? We're going to have a spritz, nice. an Aperol spritz. Um, very simple summer cocktail. It's really hot out. And it's a simple combination of Aperol, which is a um, bitter liqueur, and it's a cousin of Campari, and uh, Prosecco. All right. So, um, Johnny? Usually about three to two um, ratio, proportion. We're gonna get we're gonna get a little bit more organized here since we've been doing this for three months now. We're yeah. gonna start uh, sharing uh, uh, videos of uh, you mixing these drinks, and we'll share them with our audience. And by the way, follow us on the Twitter and the Facebook, and uh, we'll get to the point where we can uh, share uh, chefs' um, uh, drinks with you uh, 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 by video. So anyway, cheers, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. Cheers. Don't leave him hanging. Oh, that's lovely. That's perfect for an August yeah. uh, summer yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. Slight, just fizzy, slight, little bitter, little sweet. Yeah. Well, uh, joining us on the telephone, um, Rachel McGill, uh, executive chef and owner of the beloved Dish Restaurant in downtown Lincoln. Rachel, thanks for taking <laughs> some time on a very busy evening uh, to join us here on the Dan Parsons Show. Yeah, absolutely. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing all right. Good evening, chef. Good evening. How are you, Chef? Great. Well, uh, we wanted to have you on because uh, to break some uh, important news, because not only are you the very first and only Michelin star uh, nominated James chef James in this. Beard. James Beard. Oh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> James We're trying to Beard. prop you up, girl. Man. That's all right. Nonetheless, <laughs> the only James Beard nominated uh, chef in our city. But now uh, you uh, have a career on uh, on a reality cooking show. Yeah, yeah. I filmed Chopped uh, in New York City last fall, and it airs this uh, this Tuesday, the 15th at 7 o'clock on the Food Network. So we're pretty excited about that. That is so cool. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure you're under some NDAs to not reveal too much, but... Uh, yep, uh, absolutely. I am. I can't, I can't reveal anything. <laughs> just, just the air date. So you guys will have to tune in and check it out. Yeah. Uh, so this coming Tuesday, 7 o'clock, uh, on the Food Network, right? Is that uh, yeah. where we yeah. can find it? And, yeah, and I hear some some rumors that uh, the Downtown Lincoln Association is going to put it on the cube in the rail yard. So there you go. All right, good watch party option there. So those guys. Well, we just had Todd on last night uh, on the show, and so uh, he I think he heard us talking about it in the in the hallway, <laughs> and so uh, so sure. yes, so a public watch party down at the rail yard on the cube, seven o'clock uh, Tuesday night to see our very own Chef Rachel. Uh, on the big screen on Chopped. Uh, well, I, yeah. so on their website, this is season 55, episode 19, and the title of it is Oh My Squash. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yep. 
Okay. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. You'll have to tune in to check out why it's called that. Okay. Okay. Well, that had to be. I can't reveal more. Yeah. Yeah, that had to be an incredible experience. So, uh, well, yeah. Well, uh, I know you're slammed. Uh, We were just talking about this great lead editorial from the Journal Star today, and talking about Hamilton and how. Oh my goodness! Thirty-one thousand tickets have been sold, and uh, so I imagine uh, a lot of people that are going to be in the room where it happened are first going (laughs) to be in your room where it's happening. That is absolutely correct. We have been absolutely slammed all week, and we'll be slammed through the weekend. We're really, we're, we've been really enjoying it. It's been great. We've had a great crowd in. Everyone's really excited to go to the show. Everyone's really enjoyed the show that I've talked to. So we're really, really grateful to have it here, have it at the Leeds Center, have it downtown, all of it. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, what a what a wonderful uh, event, and, and my goodness, walking distance from the dish right. uh, to the uh, to the arena. And I mean to the uh, to uh, think that Leeds someday. We will say, oh, we knew Chef Wynn. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so don't forget right. us. Oh, thank you. I don't forget us, Chef. That. Yeah. Absolutely not. Well, Chef right. Rachel, well, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks for taking a few minutes to announce this big uh, event coming up on Tuesday, and we'll continue to talk about it. Have a great weekend, Chef, and uh, thank, thank you for your guys. work. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Okay. Bye bye. All right. All right. Bye bye. All right. We'll take this quick break, and we'll be back uh, to continue our Friday afternoon club. Come back and join. Join us on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, and welcome back to the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shen on The Dan Parsons Show. We'll get your weekend started right. We dearly appreciate you taking us uh, on the ride home or picking up the kiddos or uh, getting to the grocery store or maybe going out for date night. Uh, Whatever you're doing, we appreciate you taking us along for the ride on your Friday afternoon. And we'll start your weekend off right because we certainly are with a little spritzer and uh, enjoyed talking with uh, Chef uh, Rachel McGill from Dish. Uh, and Rachel, as we as we talked about, she's going to be on Chopped, or she's been on Chopped. Uh, it's going to premiere uh, this Tuesday at seven o'clock on the Food Network. And if you're want to join in the fun in the public uh, square down at uh, the rail yard, uh, they're going to broadcast the episode on the big screen, on the big cube, the big new and improved cube. Yeah. I haven't. I've, I know they installed it. I haven't seen it. I've been it. down there. Um, so anyway, uh, congratulations to Rachel, and of course she's under. Uh, an NDA and can't reveal uh, the outcome of that mm-hmm. show. Have you? I, I have to admit, I've not. Uh, I'm not familiar yeah, with that reality, what, reality show. Um, it, it's a very uh, unique f- cooking concept by which they offer hidden ingredients, unknown ingredients to the three contestants. I think. I think it's three, uh, and they're all very unusually um, selected. Maybe not even. Um, uh, necessarily related to each other, and so you might get a chocolate bar, hmm. uh, a t- pork, a beef tenderloin, and uh, you know something uh, even more random like a radish, and you know so you're you're supposed to create something out of these three non uh, connected ingredients, and you come up with something in a very very short time period. And then you present it to the judge. Interesting. Well, I did find... Well, and by the way, if you'd like to join in the conversation here on the Friday Afternoon Club, give us a call. Text us, 402-479-1400. Do you enjoy watching any of the reality uh, cooking shows? Uh, 
And Chef Kevin's got a few stories of uh, some of his his experiences with uh, some of those chefs. But uh, but here is the description, and I I wasn't going to ask Rachel about it because again she's under an NDA. But here's I found this on their website, so it's out there. Uh, episode fifty five, uh, or excuse me, season fifty five. Wow, episode nineteen. Oh my squash! In the appetizer round, just as you described, Chef, the chefs must make use of an unusual peanut butter product and the competitors ramp up their creativity to try to give the judges plates they won't forget so yeah, it, that's the mystery it, uh, the 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 key word is product so it could be a Reese's peanut butter cup <laughs> it could be a jar of peanut butter crunchy smooth uh it you know it could be um you know it, uh a peanut sauce um so it it's it it forces your creativity. Huh. Yeah. And that that kind of spurred us to think about uh, talking about that creative juice that many of us have, many of us use in different ways. You know, I'm, I'm a musician sometimes, you're a musician sometimes, but uh, your creative process in the kitchen. Yeah. And so there's different ways that yeah. we are creative, but how, how do we harness that? How do we do that? And so yeah. you had some thoughts on yeah. that. Yeah, well, I, I went through my, my stack, my library, and I came across the book. Probably, it's certainly in the top five of the most influential books of my life. Oh. And it's a book called The Artist's Way. Its uh, author is Julia Cameron, and I think this book has probably been around 35 years. Um, my edition was the 25th anniversary edition, oh. and that was at least 10, if not 15 years ago. Well, no, it had to be 15 years, more than that, because it was before I opened the restaurant. Okay. And and how did you come across it, and how did you? Uh, I I was in the season of transition, Okay, I was leaving my original uh, career in vocational ministry and decided I wanted to become a chef. And that was a uh, that was a big shift, obviously, uh, but it required a significant shift in sense of creativity, much of which I thought I had lost. Yeah, and huh. someone said, "Oh, have you read The Artist's Way?" Hmm. And I said, "No." And she said, "Oh, you should, you should pick that up." And I did, and I'm so glad I did because it be it was the I can look back now at that point in my life and see what had died in me creatively, huh. and what needed to be brought back to life and why and that was all in the pages so of what this was book. the impediment of what what i thought you from being i thought creative? yeah my best days were behind me yeah 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 you know i had yeah. uh i had i felt like i had peaked mm-hmm. in my career i had felt like i create peaked creatively yeah. i wrote a lot of music wrote a lot of church music and that started to cause me a lot of um sure anxiety sure. i guess because yeah. i thought it's not good enough yeah. and and so what, what you know what am i going to do and so i just started this spiral uh and thinking that my best days are behind me and that's one of the reasons i felt like i needed a big shift in career wise because 
Um, it, well, going from youth ministry to, to a chef, uh, owning a restaurant. A little crazy, yeah. but I think I intuitively knew that I needed some massive jolt of uh, disruption yeah. to resurrect my creativity, and it did. It was not easy. But well, it it, it's interesting, Kevin, that you, you say that. I mean, I we've known each other for a long time, but... You know, I've had my business now for 20 years, but I, I've told people this as an entrepreneur. I, it took me a while. It took me until I was in my 40s to realize that I really did have an entrepreneurial mm-hmm. spirit about mm-hmm. me. Right. You know, I worked in state government, federal government, nonprofit, and I finally uh, realized that I wanted to create Yeah, and had that creative bug. Again, being a musician, uh, that, that fed some of that. But that's, you know, it created a company and then created something else. And we created Secret mm-hmm. Supper and, and I created a couple podcasts. And so, yeah, we each, each of us who think of ourselves as, as entrepreneurs or creative people, uh, we have to have that outlet to be satisfied in life. What's fascinating about this book is she tells a story of asking a first grade class, how many of you can draw and every hand will go up? Sure. Yeah. You know, a class of 30 kids, every hand will go up. Ask the seventh grade Uh, class, how many of you can draw? Not very many. What happened between grade one and grade seven? And somebody squelched. Somebody did uh, yeah. that creativity. Yeah. And that. so she goes into that understanding of what happens between first grade when everybody can draw and everybody's an artist and everybody's a creative and everybody You're being can asked paint. to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To like, nah, I can't. Nah. And oh. well, let's talk about that on That's- the. Uh, that's fascinating. Other half of the Yeah, okay. Well, uh, listen, uh, we'd love for you to join in the conversation. If you've got some thoughts about your creative juice, uh, if you've got some uh, thoughts about uh, your favorite restaurants in town or what favorite uh, uh, reality show res- uh, 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 chefs that you enjoy, uh, we'd love to hear from you. 402-479-1400. Let's take this break for news, and we'll be back after this on 1499.3 KLIN. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN.
Hey, welcome back to the Friday edition of the Dan Parsons Show, uh, where we uh, accomplish the entertainment part of the week. And we deeply appreciate you taking us along for the ride home or picking up the kiddos, whatever you're doing. But boy, LPS starts Monday, and I'm sure I'm sure I don't have to tell you those of you who are uh, getting ready to do that. So uh, uh, I, I'm relieved of that duty. So I don't I don't have to do that. But I understand. I talked to Paul Gossman the other day uh the uh, superintendent and uh yeah it's uh i was at sam's club uh this week and you could spot them oh yeah you know they're yeah. they're 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 just loading <laughs> snacks and <laughs> and school supplies yeah. and yeah. i i'm with you i think i i don't have that responsibility anymore and and i always tell people and of course it, it it's easy for me to say it's like hey this season of life uh, enjoy it you know as much as you can it's like uh but anyway we're so glad to join that you could join us here on the friday afternoon club with chef kevin shin and uh, uh we're talking about being creative and how how to release those creative energies and and how to how to continue moving forward in our lives even though we may come at a point in our life where we don't feel very creative and we had a text message uh from Maria Maria says highly recommend the accidental creative how to be brilliant at a moment's notice by Todd Henry H E N R Y uh, Maria says it totally helped me recharge my creative battery and maximize my time and idea uh, output. So, Maria, thank you for that. That's a great tip. Thank you. Uh, um, and we did post on the uh, Dan Parsons uh, Twitter page uh, uh, a picture of uh, the book that Kevin is uh, talking about today, which is, uh, Chef, remind us again. The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And so we posted that on the uh, uh, on the Twitter page and and follow us uh, on the Dan Parsons Twitter and uh, Facebook pages we really enjoy uh, uh, extending the conversation beyond this hour we only get an hour with you every day so you know if you want to keep it keep the conversation going we would love to do that but it's, it's a Dan good hour though it is a Dan good hour Johnny Th- say hello to Johnny Cadillac a producer extraordinaire how are you getting on Johnny <laughs> I was just saying I saw an opening there I had to take it <laughs> I still got some Ireland left. Yeah. In oh, me. I noticed yeah. that. <laughs> and by the way, my goodness, I finally caught up on my sleep. It's oh, taken I have me not. a week. No, I've not. Somebody told me it takes for every hour of time difference, uh, it takes a day. Uh, I think it readjust. takes a week <laughs> for every hour. Yeah, because you got to factor age into that. right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, oh my goodness. Uh, I'll say we could see if that hits different generations differently. Mm. So, how about KIN pays for me to go to Ireland, <laughs> and we'll see how the millennials handle yeah, the adjusting yeah, to like the time it. difference yeah, after good. coming back. Well, now, wait a, well, now wait a minute. Just to clarify, KIN did not pay for our trip to Ireland. <laughs> I know, but I'm asking clear. them to pay for mine. Okay, okay. Well, that's <laughs> social experiment. John. Yeah, there exactly. you go. Well, uh, and don't forget, uh, coming up on Monday's show, as we always do, check in with our friends at Flatwater Free Press, uh, Matthew Hansen's the editor of that fine newsroom, and uh, we'll be talking about some of the work that they're uh, doing at uh, Flatwater Free Press and uh, uh, Nebraska's very first uh, nonprofit newsroom, and uh, you can follow them and find out um, uh, what we're talking about by going to flatwaterfreepress.org. Uh, for Monday's show. And, uh, and, and hey, if you'd like to join in the conversation here on the Friday Afternoon Club uh, with Chef Kevin and I, we'd love to, uh, we'd love to have that conversation. 402-479-1400 or shoot us a text uh, like Maria did. 
So, and by the way, Maria said we asked, you know, do you have a favorite uh, uh, chef uh, reality show? And Maria said, a Cutthroat Kitchen is the elite cooking competition show. You familiar with that one? I'm new to that one. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, we uh, we made the big announcement that Chef Rachel McGill from uh, the executive chef and uh, owner of Dish Restaurant in downtown Lincoln is going to be on Chop. Uh, chopped uh, Tuesday at 7 o'clock and of course she's under an NDA that can't reveal what happens on that show But uh, and then there's a big public watch party down at the rail yard uh, Tuesday at 7 o'clock so uh, go enjoy that and encourage Rachel uh, that's pretty co- that's pretty cool because we've talked for years chef about you know uh, here we are this little cow town mm-hmm. in the middle of uh, America and uh, we're we're getting there we're right. elevating the food culture in it, this city yeah and what, Rachel's doing a big part of that. And I think we get lost in thinking that we have to have something more, something bigger, or a bigger environment, or a bigger market, when the beauty of creativity, if if wherever it is, it will blossom. And uh, that's what Chef Rachel is discovering, is uh, bloom where you're planted, right? Exactly. And, and you know, this uh, we we talked about this when Rachel was on uh, <clears throat> a few weeks back. Um, and, again, thanks for Rachel for calling in on a very busy night with Hamilton and everything downtown. Um, she's not formally trained. Right. She's self-trained. Right. A- as right. you were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had a drive, both of us, in, in very different ways. Uh, settings but we had a drive to create and we found it in food and, and you also have a love for music and you right. found your creative right. uh, uh and that presence that, in music as well that's why this this book was so important to me because i did not really connect with that idea that i am an artist and i'm a creative until adulthood and and um Probably again, probably twenty years ago, when I realized, oh, I've always been this way. Yeah, and I remember uh, I was in 4-H, hmm. and I love you know that R- rural what, Oklahoma, rural Oklahoma, and I if I can get it right, is the head, hands, heart, and home. I think that's the four H's. Okay. That sounds familiar. Somebody out there is cringing because I got it wrong, but um, but what a, it, it was a wonderful. I, organization to uh, encourage and stimulate creativity so you were encouraged to uh, enter something into the county fair you know your woodworking your yes. pottery your yeah. sewing your your prized tomatoes your massive pumpkin it was really helpful to a kid to say do this uh, search I, this out understand this and 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 I did that. I think a lot of listeners can relate to that because uh, I grew up primarily here in Lincoln. But uh, I, I, I remember, I remember friends doing doing that. I never had that experience, but uh, yeah, I think it was really important for people in rural settings to have that yeah. outlet. Yeah, and and so one of the things I learned to do in 4-H was leather work. So I would make wallets and belts and and. Um, so I, you know, I would enter them into the county fair, and I, you know, I get a blue ribbon or a red ribbon or no ribbon, and but I, I learned the idea of creating and submitting, and then someone asked me to make a belt 
for them. Oh, leather work. Leather work. And I made it, and the person said, oh, this is not very good. And mm. I never made another. Oh, no. And I never made another belt again. There you go. And I was probably 12, yeah. 12 13. And so that wound of creativity is what Julia was talking about at First grade, everybody can draw, everybody can paint, everybody's an artist, but boy, by the time you get to seventh grade, you've been wounded, that creativity's been hurt. And her whole point is to to be creative again, you have to restore that that innocent child. You have to go back to that place where you were wounded so that you can recover and be safe so that you can create again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I convinced, uh, my friend Jim to call in. Is that Jim? Yeah. Put him, put him on. Okay. We've got, yeah, I'm ready for you, Jim. <laughs> hey, welcome on to the Dan Parsons show. Jim Jenkins, uh, Jim, uh, welcome to the Dan Parsons show. Hey, listen, it's exciting. I'm, uh, <laughs> just, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're heading toward, uh, uh, an evening at the uh, with Hamilton, uh, so we're we're pretty uh, excited. As you know, we're we're driving in for for three hours to from Callaway, yeah, yeah, yeah from Callaway, yeah. Chester County, yeah. and, and uh, while it is a cow town, it is our cow town, and we're, <laughs> uh, we love the fact that Lincoln is continuing to upgrade. I think uh, on a number of uh, areas in terms of food and. Entertainment. I love it when I can introduce uh, some of my uh, favorite people in the world. So uh, Jim Jenkins, meet uh, Chef Kevin Shin. You guys share a lot of creative energies, and you talk about an entrepreneur. Jim Jenkins is a is an entrepreneur. Jim uh, Jim and I go back a few years, but Jim is a restaurateur. He's an he, Jim. You are a Renaissance man in this state, and uh, you're well read, and uh, uh, you're an entrepreneur. Opened restaurants and uh, run for political office. Office and uh, and 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 just a great family man. So uh, yeah, I'm glad you're coming uh, well, listen, back to the city. You know, I lo- I'm excited to come down and uh, leave the ranch, and I will look up Renaissance Man. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what that means exactly, but you know, <laughs> you know, maybe that's a left-handed compliment. Yeah. Sure well, that, so. no, it's not. Hey, Jim, you hang on if you can. If you're just driving, hang on, and uh, we're going to take this quick break, and we'll be back after this on fourteen hundred and ninety-nine three KLIN. You're listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety-nine three. Hey, and welcome back to the Friday edition of the Dan Parsons Show, where we get to the entertainment part uh, of the week and uh, Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. And we're so glad that you could take us along for the ride. Don't forget, uh, Monday, Flatwater Free Press, Matthew Hansen, the editor, uh, would be talking about some of their stories that they're working on uh, at Flatwater Free Press. And don't forget, you can follow Chef Kevin on Instagram, it's just Chef Kevin Shin, S H I N N. And uh, on the phone, uh, uh, Jim Jenkins from Callaway, Nebraska, making his way from Cowtown into the big city to see Hamilton tonight. So, Jeff, or Jeff, Jim, uh, uh, thanks for coming along for the ride. Hey, glad to be here and, and looking, forward to, uh, looking forward to this evening. Uh, it's, uh, as you know, uh, I love history and, and have 
had read uh, the original uh, the, the book Hamilton. Um, I think it's by Chair now, if I'm, I'm remembering correctly. But uh, uh, it, it's uh, you know he's he's one of those founding fathers that a lot of people don't haven't read that much about. And truly, the Hamilton book uh, is one of my favorite all time political uh, biographies. It's just uh, just terrific, and and obviously uh, the notion that you could turn that book into a musical is. Uh, the talent it must take to have done that successfully is 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 incredible. Well, and as we we talked on the show uh, earlier, Jim, uh, thirty one thousand five hundred tickets have been sold as of Wednesday uh, to this show here in Lincoln. But uh, uh, Chef Kevin, uh, uh, we want to get to your. Uh, uh, further creative uh, conversation. But, Jim, before we let you go and get back to you and Juliana uh, tooling down the road to Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, just remind our listeners your creative energy of, of starting uh, a restaurant chain in this state. How did, how did it, what's the, uh, what's the short version of, and tell our listeners what that restaurant chain is? Well, we, uh, as you know, I lived out of state for uh, the better part of 20 years. I grew up uh, on a ranch in Nebraska, lived in Chicago and Boston and, and Columbus, Ohio. And uh, along the way, uh, got into the restaurant business like a lot of people do by accident uh, and uh, was working mainly for other people, larger uh, sort of chain type restaurants. And uh, back in 1996, as we started to uh, think about uh, as we were raising small kids, we thought maybe Nebraska would be a great place to move to. And I had the concept of uh, and I uh, of, of bringing a wood fired grill uh, steakhouse concept uh, to Kearney, Nebraska, uh, uh, which uh, we called Whiskey Creek. And uh, that uh, uh, that uh, uh, eventually grew into I think we ended up with about nine restaurants total. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that it, I would like to tell you, we had great vision. We were really smart, but part of it was, yes, we did work hard and, but a part of it was right time, right place. And, uh, it, we had a great, um, we were able to uh, assemble a great team, including uh, a friend of mine who, uh, I'm not really the culinary person. I'm more the business person. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we were able to, um, you know, build a, a great little uh, uh, concept based in, you know, in Kearney, Nebraska. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, that creative energy is evident in everything you do. So, well, listen, Jim, uh, thanks for, thanks for, Jim was texting me. I said, well, just call, darn it. And uh, so uh, the next time I have you on is when you'll uh, announce for your next political office, right? Well, I, I, I don't know. That, 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 that ship may have sailed given the... I'm not sure who wants to. I mean, there's a few people that want to be in politics, Dan, but it's less appealing than it it was, and maybe it never should have been that appealing. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, we'll uh, we'll have some conversation sometime about the uh, political landscape that you and I have spent yes, some time sir. together uh, traversing. Yes, sir. Well, hey, my friend, thanks for calling in. Safe travels. Yep. Uh, we'll see you yep. later. You, okay. Yep. Thanks, Jim. Well, well, Chef uh, Kevin, yeah, the, a little different scale that Jim Jenkins created, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and now, and, and again, you've recreated yourself. And we had a caller call in a few minutes ago, wanting to know how to get into the secret uh, portico, right? And uh, so, yeah, I mean, you were you you were given yeah. uh, a situation where you needed to recreate yourself, and you have, and that's and again, that's why this book has been so foundational for me. 
to restore that sense of creativity because um, um, everyone is creative. Now, not to the same degree and not in an artistic way, but everyone has, possesses the ability to create. And some of us like you or and I, we're, we're inclined toward music and and. Uh, but uh, not everyone is that way, but everyone has a sense of, of being able to create because we saw it in first grade. Yeah. And it got beaten out of us by seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it is just extremely important to learn to recover that. And, and I've always held that in the ups and downs of my life. And when, when especially in, in um, 2015, 2016, my business has started to fail. Um, my wife was diagnosed with uh, the third uh, round of ovarian cancer. I went bankrupt, you know, boom, boom, boom. Just life started happening. Caring for your wife at right. your end of life. Right. And, and, and so when all of that, kind of, all the dust settles, what am I left with? Yeah. You know what I did? The very first impulse. I and, and I call it an impulse. Yeah, I love it. Three days after she died, I bought a drum kit. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> I've played that drum kit. <laughs> and why did I do that? I'm not a drummer. But there was just something compulsive in me that said, I want to learn to do that. Let's because see. now I don't have anybody in the house to bother. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did. And I got that kit, and I set it up, and I played it. I wouldn't say I played it. I beat on it. You beat on it. I beat on it. Yeah. But then that led to buying a MacBook. And that led to discovering, oh, it has GarageBand attached to it, and you learned that. Yeah, and can I can I play you a song? Yeah, please. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And this is this is uh, this my music may never reach the light of day except on well, this. Well, we're, we're uh, about ready to premiere it yeah. here on the Dan Parsons but, show. But Johnny, it's uh, I think the song is called uh, "You Can Have Some of Mine." But this is part of the restoration of my creativity that happened because of this book. tell, Dan, that that song comes out of my story, because I was, I was at a point where I was losing my faith, and I'd given up on hope, but through several other factors, I, I got it back, and I wrote this song because of that, it's cool. and again, I don't know what to do with this song other than it's for me. Yeah. And we got to play um, 30 seconds of it right now. <laughs> uh, but it it also stems from um, this piece that I wrote. The most important aspect of art is creation. It inspires no one if it doesn't exist. I'm okay with the thought that most of my work will never be discovered until long after I'm gone. My best writing has never seen 
The eyes uh, has never been read by human eyes. My favorite songs have never been heard by anyone on earth. I spend my energy on creating, not worrying if it will matter. Nice. Nice. Well, listen, uh, thanks for coming along for the ride here on the Friday Afternoon Club. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week on 1499.3 KLIN.